This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IBS. <laughs> <laughs> There were fewer stories for me to write about the team behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's very George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. I'm surprised they didn't say he had a house in the Hampton. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. Uh, we have breaking news that is happening as we speak. We're going to Dave Cariello at the Canal Street Chronicles News Desk. Dave, what do you have for us? Uh, yes, this just in. The New Orleans Saints have signed former San Francisco 49ers linebacker Paris Harrelson. Who the fuck is that? Uh, I, well, like Hans said, he's the love child of Paris Hilton and Woody Harrelson. Kevin, uh, over after- I- I don't give two fucks who this guy is. The, you know, you know what? You know, I don't care how he spells his name. I don't care if it's all fucking consonants. I don't care if if this looks like the fucking periodic table of the elephants fucking vomited and it and this periodic guy's name table came of out. The elephants? Yeah, elephants, elements, that. whatever. It's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> zing. Bing! Take that to the bank. Um, He's on fire. Right. Here's the only fucking letters that I give a shit. L-B. Those are the only fucking letters that matter because the Saints are fucking hemorrhaging linebackers, okay? Fucking Will Smith. Look, we were deriding Will Smith last week. We really loved him. Gone now. (laughs) Somebody needs to go to Machu Picchu and drag Scott Fujita down from that fucking mile-high temple that he's at. Somebody needs to go to wherever the hell Scott Shanley is. I mean, these fucking guys are now the goddamn A-team. Yeah. I mean, we need seriously. You got to get the A team music in here and start fucking playing that because look, Shanley, Fujita, we fucking need you guys. We need to fucking bring Jolon Dunbar back. We got to bring back fucking anybody, any fucking Shanley body. So to. this guy, this fucking body, Paris Harrelson. Welcome to the fold, pal. I will fucking hug you and 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 bro hug you to death. Just fucking do something. Just do something. <laughs> Please. The Saints right, well, still – and here's, here's the other kick in the balls. The Saints still got to fucking cut people. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Well, so Paris – so like I said earlier today on, in my post, I mean Paris replaces Will Smith who went to IR. So that still means that – I mean from their official website, they have 80 players listed on their official website, including – Victor Butler, who is on PUP, and including Joe Morgan still. 
Um, so that would mean that they would have to cut five guys. I think they should just move Morgan and Butler to IR. I don't understand what they're waiting for. I mean, I feel like they, they're expecting like maybe they're going to come back or I guess maybe they, you know, I, I don't know. My understanding of the situation was that they were done for the year. So, I mean, let's with very, 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 very little chance of ever coming back this season. Uh, so, I mean, I, I just feel like we're putting off the inevitable here. They may as well just move them to IR. And that way, that's two people that uh, you don't have to cut and you can keep around for that fourth game. But uh, Kevin, you mentioned Machu Picchu. You mentioned human sacrifice. Um, why no, does no, I God... didn't. <laughs> but, but whatever. What? Why does you God put your hate... You a personal twist on it. Why does God hate the Saints linebackers? And what do we have to do to make this, this uh, plague come to an end? Well, we first of all, we have to find out – we have to find some sort of people and let them go. <laughs> if, if, if I've learned anything about movies with plagues, it's that there should be an old bearded man demanding that we let some sort of people go. So I don't know. That's, that's the only answer I've got. It's a Dave, shitty answer, but it's the best I've got. Dave, you have any thoughts? Well, what was the question? Why does God hate the Saints linebacker? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if only it were up to God. Um, I, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. There, I, I'm, I'm reserving judgment. Uh, Ralph, I mean, uh, Kevin doesn't sound very optimistic about the linebacking core. I, I of course wish no harm on Will Smith, but I mean, I'm glad that he's not going to be in the mix because I feel like he wasn't right for this team and this defense as a starter anyway, certainly. Um, and I think he might have been holding them back. And also, like we discussed last week or the week before, I think that he's gotten significant playing time just because of his veteran role and uh, just because of his status with the Saints, which I think in in the end would have hurt the team. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Will Smith being gone, I think, is is, like I said, of course, I wish nothing but the best for Will, and I know I would never wish injury on anybody, but the circumstances being what they are, I, I think it's best for this Saints defense. Well, I th- the thing is with that wor- that worries me a bit is about Will Smith being injured is I feel like Rob, Rob Ryan, we knew that he had so many different packages and different things. I, I feel like he probably had a role in mind for Will Smith that we didn't really see yet. And, yeah, that's possible. That's totally possible. That's totally yeah. possible. I think there's a lot of stuff that we have not seen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's um, somewhat uh, premature for us to really know anything or say anything because we really don't know what's going to happen and what he's planning on bringing and what he's got in his little uh, trick bag. <laughs> uh, you know, like I say, hey, Will Smith was good on that double reverse that uh, the Houston Texans were trying <laughs> to pull. He was so slow, he never even made it over after the first handoff, so he was still – he wound up right in front of the uh, guy after he came back around again. <laughs> good for that. The Saints did actually – I mean, you mentioned the Saints did actually play a game yesterday. Uh, yes, they did. And the defense was I, – I, that's about how I expected him to look on pass defense, to be honest. But Keenan Lewis, he – God, he made me nervous after, after yesterday. I am well, not that I am not as confident in Keenan Lewis as I was. Now, granted, I mean Andre Johnson is just about as good as it gets. Uh, I would say Calvin Johnson is the only one I could think of off the top of my head that I would 
say is better than Andre Johnson. So you're talking about Keenan Lewis going against the best. This was a good test. It's preseason. It doesn't matter, but it fucking matters how Keenan Lewis did against Andre Johnson. I mean, that individual play, that fucking matters. <laughs> and uh, he did not look good. But uh, so I'm a little I'm a, I'm well, a little nervous about Keenan Lewis. Well, now. Kevin, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up the J word, Jason David. Uh, are you that worried about Keenan Lewis yet? Oh, no. I'm just saying. I mean, it, OK, here's the thing. It took. I mean, Jason David was only here, what, three seasons? And it, I mean, it took him, like, a while for that, uh... Good six, a, good five weeks. Yeah, <laughs> a good five or six weeks of regular, of being beaten, like of being beaten like he owed money during the regular season for all of us to really just fucking jump on him. I mean... He was being beaten in spectacular fashion. It's not like it was one of those, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, he let us down. No, it was, it was, oh, come on. And then, and then the receiver would fucking catch the ball because it's like we knew. You could see almost the second a play occurred, Jason David would just fall down or just get beat immediately. The receiver would get good five or six-yard distance, and then the ball was already in the air, and the fans are already like, well, fuck this game. <laughs> the one thing so, that I will I mean so until I see Keenan Lewis do that or until I see that happen to Keenan Lewis repeatedly uh I'm not going to bust out the Jason David comparison. I mean that's one of those uh that's separated it that's put that's locked away in a vault uh separated by you know like lots of red lasers, a couple of velvet ropes and a uh, glass case that's uh, pressure proof the whole thing. <laughs> It's it's like it would have to be you'd have to break in like Tom Cruise in the original Mission Impossible to uh, to to get that out of there. Yeah, I mean, the one, I will say the one thing about Kevin Jason David was even he was a terrible cover corner, obviously. But compared to all the rest of the people in the Saints secondary at the time, he at least could catch the ball occasionally. So I'll give him that. As Kevin washes his hands. Yes, he loves washing his hands <laughs> during our show. Boy, that is surprising. I tell you what, that is just surprisingly good audio, man. That it's it that, that that my washing uh, the uh, my my steak. Uh, oh, what the hell do you call it? Pan. Oh yeah. My my steak skillet. Yeah, my steak skillet. While washing, you know, while letting some water run on the steak yeah. skillet. Yeah. But by That's the way. Good. Remember to donate, people, and thanks to Carl, Phil, and John, who all donated last week. Three uh, people in one week? That's right, baby. What the we, hell is going on? Do you people have disposable income? What's you know, going they, on they care, man. They care. They give five, ten dollars, like whatever so they can afford. I, I am so touched by this. I can't believe that. I know. People, there's people listening that give a shit about what we're saying. They give a shit. They want good audio, and so we're halfway to our goal now. Right? I mean, that's great. They, I mean, yeah. Kevin's going to get his horse steroids. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank exactly. you for saying it like a, I don't know, a, that's <laughs> like an SNL character. It is. I love it. I, um, Kevin, the Saints, as good as their offense has been with Colston and Lance Warren, Jimmy Graham – the Saints really haven't had a diva receiver, diva receiver since Joe Horn, and Joe Horn was washed up, so Sean Payton cut him, because and he didn't want. Well, to put also up he was an ass. Exactly. But Kenny Stills 
to me, has spectacular diva potential. Well, that and he dresses like one. Yeah, he does. So, and the Saints, of course, you know, they'll try to keep that out of him. But what are the odds that, like, Kenny still starts producing? And, like, by, like, weeks five, six, seven, we're like, holy shit, we got a diva receiver who's doing antics, getting penalties, doing crazy shit. What are the odds that it's Kenny Stills? Yeah, oh, oh, you mean you mean that he's like getting penalties and stuff? Well, no, I mean, I mean like he's celebrating, he's goofy, he's he's saying he's saying crazy shit on Twitter to piss off other teams. He's just like a diva receiver. Uh a receiver. I don't see him yeah. getting. I don't see. I don't see him getting that far along. I mean, I can a see Sean receiver. Payton putting his foot down, putting his foot down pretty quick on that. Um, I mean. Lance Moore is the closest thing we've got to a diva receiver, and I think that's as high as it might get. Uh, I mean, I think he'll he'll definitely <laughs> really he'll, he'll definitely post some crazy shit on Twitter uh, at some point. Maybe not calling out a team like he'll post you know pictures of himself uh, clutching <laughs> some pearls or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe you know, guy, I, I look forward to seeing him, uh, to following him. I may follow him again on Twitter around Halloween just to see what he comes up with. Oh, definitely. So I'm looking forward to that, but I don't think anybody's going to like, I, I, I just don't see anybody on the team getting, getting, Oh yeah, the Falcons this week, we're going to fuck you guys up. It's just going to be, you know, that, Falcon that be, week, who dad, all that kind of stuff. That would be spectacular if he started like calling out Asante Samuel. Oh, We'd love- eh, I, 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 no, it's like Roddy White's gonna say something fucking stupid. So I kind of don't want to have a Roddy White scenario. Oh. It's like fucking let Roddy White be the one that says something asinine and dumb, well, and then all the fans chatter, can get on his gonna, ass. I mean, we're getting pretty close here. If there's gonna be any chatter, it's it's gonna need to happen soon. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only money. We've got plenty of time. No, I know, but I mean, you know, like, we want, like, a good two weeks. We want a long time to be able to just, like, beat this thing to death if it happens. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, and just overanalyze every fucking thing that happens. And, you know, we have to, we have, you have, to have time to let it grow and, and let it rest. Because, you know, if Roddy White says something, then there's got to be a response. And then, and then he has to respond. So, I mean, you know, this stuff... It takes time. It does. It takes time. So let's get on it, guys. Start start the trash talking. Kenny Vaccaro. I, I, I want like you know. I, I miss when Sharper. Remember Sharper and Oh yeah. And Shanka. Oh, I'm Vicente. Uh, that was uh, that's good stuff. That's what I want. That's what I'm. Yeah, I need it's... that. I need that in my life. <laughs> I need that in my life. Uh, Dave. Uh, the defense. The run They're defense. Awesome. They're so awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. Best fucking defense ever. <laughs> um, is that is that kind of what we can expect when the Saints play a top twelve offense? Is that like yeah, the big yesterday? Hey, look. I mean, I was just piss as pissed off as the next hoot at uh, for the first ten minutes of that game. I totally get it. But I mean, after that, they shut it down. I mean, like, what do you want? Like, okay. It takes them a little. This is obviously a defense that maybe takes a little while to get settled in. You know, they're not going to just pitch shutouts, and they're not going to go three and out every goddamn series. But let's give them some credit where credit is due. They uh, gave up a touchdown, and then they 
played their bend but don't break style and they won three points and that's all you know and they only gave up you know field goals but that's exactly that's all the saints need everybody Mm -hmm. always says oh they just need a you know a mediocre defense we don't have to be number one let's just be 15th or 16th that'll be plenty to get let the offense do what they're gonna do uh and that's i think that's what they've got so they they won the game and our backups are better than houston's backups so that's good too because there's going to be injuries, and backups are going to be playing at some point. Kevin, I was concerned that the Saints were letting Ben Tate run fucking wild on them. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that was my main. That's that that was my main issue uh, with the defense. Because I, Kevin, I feel I feel like if they can stop the run, they have a chance to be okay. But if they can't stop the run, they're fucked. And Houston just ran it down their throat. Um, Does does, does yesterday, does that wash away the good performances we saw the first two weeks? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's off. It's it's pre, I I almost called it off season. Uh, Preseason, but they still went undefeated in preseason. I mean, it's. Yeah, the first stringers get the fuck out of there and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's still your second string guys and your third string guys that are going in there and doing enough to beat the, you know, the the, the same the guys who are on the same fucking line on the opposite team. And it's like they're doing just enough to, to fucking hold on and win games or doing enough to dominate and win games. And, I mean, you're 4-0 in the preseason that's got to count for something. They're 3-0. They haven't won their last game yet. Yeah, but with, with – uh, I've seen Dolphins backups. Ryan Griffin is going to torch them. And my and my wife is going to go ballistic. Oh, yeah. She, are, you, are you guys doing anything special for the matchup of your two teams? No. We'll probably, we, well, we are going to the regular season game in the Dome. But my wife, she is locked in for preseason game she was yelling at the saints to, to get it together yesterday so she is locked she is locked in for pre she does not differentiate between preseason and regular season <laughs> it's all it's all she says it's all real to her so she doesn't she doesn't give a shit she doesn't play around she doesn't have time for ben tate to be rumbling through the secondary for 30 yards at a time uh oh all right i lost track where was i um i have no idea Dave, the situation with the Saints. Mm -hmm. Which situation? The the offensive line. The offensive line situation, okay. My worry is this. I worry that this this offensive line is not going to travel well. Because (laughs) the first two series, Drew Brees was getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, Charles Brown almost gave up the sack in the end zone, which would have been a safety. Yeah. So, I mean, this this offensive line, I, I think they'll be okay at home, but when they go on the road in hostile environments, I worry that it's not going to hold up and Drew Brees going to be running for his life. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> not going to lie, buddy. Uh, you've got reason <laughs> to worry. You should definitely say a few prayers before you go to sleep tonight. Light a, light a novena candle. Light a novena. Mm-hmm. That's what my people like to do. Yeah. Um. So I, 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 sorry, man. I, I have no comforting words for you. I mean, Charles Brown. Uh, I, I think honestly, Charles Brown is going to have some bumps along the road at home. 
you know, I, I, I definitely think the ability is there, and I think he's just going to get better over time. I mean, we're pretty much just throwing him out there and saying, <laughs> there you go, buddy. Good luck. You're all we yes. got. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, I, I, I think there'll be some growing pains, and I think there's a learning curve. But by the end of the season, he's going to look like a grizzled seasoned veteran. You say growing pains, you mean pain for Drew Brees because he's going to be in his ass. <laughs> um, once once Drew Brees takes a vicious hit because of Charles Brown and Drew Brees has a talk with Charles Brown, Charles Brown is never going to let that happen again. <laughs> uh, Kevin, are Speaking you... of growing pains, oh, forget it. Oh. <laughs> I thought uh. there might have been like a – of VMAs. Uh, Miley Cyrus just being a dirty, <laughs> filthy whore. I felt I felt like I needed to uh, like re- register with some uh, with the police as a sex offender or something. Watching that, that was that was awful. Maybe I'm just old. Maybe I'm just an old funny. No, it's not you. It, I mean, it's it's definitely you in the fact that you're old. But I felt the same way. I mean. I, that 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 was just like, I was like, wow, that's on regular, that's on regular TV. You remember when I mean, people were, you remember when people flipped their shit when Britney Spears did some shit like right after 9-11 and she had that snake around her neck? And she made out with Madonna. <laughs> my wife just yelled, yes, I remember that. They were like, oh, my God. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, tell you what. If you really want to fucking stun yourself, go just pull that up. One, well, for two reasons. One, because fucking Britney Spears, boy, that was still and that was still at her apex, man. And she had like the fucking great abs. She didn't look she didn't she hadn't lost her fucking mind yet. <laughs> Well, Gee. to be to be to be fair, the whole snake around the neck thing was originally done by Cassandra in Wayne's World. That's true. And she was shooting that video. Yeah, but she never really finished the video. She walked off the set. Well, Wayne came to win her back. And and theoretically, all the film of that video was destroyed when Wayne Campbell <laughs> opened up the film stock anyway. So I mean, oh I don't even God, know how we know true. this. That is fucking true. Brilliant. Well played. Don't David. don't fucking pull Wayne's World <laughs> shit on me, dude. I dude, when Hurricane Andrew hit back in I don't know, fucking ninety two or ninety three, that I don't remember. But I fucking remember Wayne's World because we had rented it from Blockbuster and Blockbuster was closed for like three days straight, and I spent every fucking day watching that movie again and again. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Kevin, Kevin, the only thing I can say is I'm not worthy. Well played. Yes. Well played. <laughs> Kevin, I ex- you I extend my hand like Alice Cooper. <laughs> you have made quality life choices, Kevin. That's all I can say. Okay. Uh, that yes. Word. That means the good land. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell you also too if you if you want to watch if you want to watch a, a a show that's borderline filthy nasty triple X. Uh, for for uh for sex and stuff. Uh, the bridge on FX. They just get crazy on that show. Me and the wife, me and the wife watching it. It's supposedly a police drama, but then they'll just drop a person giving a blowjob or fucking on a couch right in the middle of it. I tell on, you what, well, on regular cable. I tell you what, fuck regular cable, man. You you put it on, you put it on uh, NBC in the middle of the damn day. 
And I swear to Christ, man, I, I don't even remember the name of the soap opera anymore that NBC airs. I just call it hot people fucking. <laughs> I mean, they go. I mean, when when some people start getting it on, boy, they linger on that shit for like five minutes, man. They show like the hand grabbing in the bed. I mean, the dude, I mean, they are just squeezing the shit out of each other's hands. People get flinging shit off desks. I mean, like these people are just like lipsticks coming off. Like they are wearing each other out on these shows. And it is ridiculous. Man, when they're was... showing this in the middle of the day. Man, and when was that? It's all fucking bent out of shape. When some 20 year old broad starts. I mean, look, yeah, of course it's obnoxious and ridiculous, but it's like, don't get all fucking bent out. It's like, it's one thing. It's one thing if it's, and, and, and now, and now here's the spawn of achy, breaky heart. What do you expect? Hey, look, exactly. It's like, here's the part where I become completely hypocritical. It's one thing if it's, if it's you or I saying, ah, that's just kind of like ugly because it's not fun. It's not really, it's not like sexy. It's not really attractive. It's kind of gross in a way. But it's another thing when it's all these, you know, like fucking pearl clutchers. I'm not counting Kenny Stills. When it's these legitimate pearl clutchers who start getting all, oh, I've got the vapors. I don't know. I'm going to be able to handle it. And then and then they tune in to fucking, you know, NBC or Channel 4. And then and then and then it's like somebody took off my stories. They're putting the fucking president on talking about something. I don't care who we're bombing. I want to watch <laughs> stories and then call the fucking TV station and they bitch and complain. I don't care about some five car accident, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I've worked people- at a TV station. That is absolutely a hundred percent accurate. That is not yeah, Kevin Held so- making shit up. Shit happens all the time. Dude, you take, <laughs> If you'd fucking delay Jeopardy or we'll <laughs> true. jump in on the fucking on the fucking stories, quote unquote, you get all these old broads or these spinsters who own nothing but fucking cats calling in. And that's all they want to fucking complain about. It's like, I Two don't care. After 9-11, they were complaining. Two days. Don't. I'm telling you, if if and it's and it's you try and tell them, look, look, you know. it's look, it's it, we're going to re-air it. At fucking two in the morning, so just record. Well, I don't have a DVR. Well, I don't know what to fucking tell you then. I don't so, fucking tell you. So Go not to, to get political, not to get political, Kevin. But but what you're telling Obama is, when he fires the cruise missiles at Syria this week, he's got to do it. Do it in prime not, time. Do, do it, it in prime time. I'm tell actually do it in prime time, or better yet, do it between four o'clock and six o'clock. So that way the news can be covered. Just figure it or better yet, do it overnight. Do it at like two in the morning. Do it at like two and actually go 3 a.m. East Coast because what will that give you? That will give you 2 a.m. Central, 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. Mountain and midnight. Yeah, midnight on the West Coast. There you go. There you go, and nobody from fucking Syria is listening to this podcast that I know of. So, so you don't know that. I, I have as soon as I can upgrade when we get enough donations, I'll be able to check worldwide worldwide analytics. We might have a couple of, of listeners in Syria. You don't know. Well, well, look, I don't think I'm giving away anything. So, go on ahead and and when look when you decide to bomb Syria with help from fucking France or whoever, do it at 3 a.m. Eastern. Nobody will be fucking paying attention. In fact, do it on a Friday. 
<laughs> That's even better. If you're going to do it, do it on a Friday. Just don't do it. Just don't do it on Sunday before week one of the NFL. <laughs> no, I don't think that. It, I don't think that. I don't think that interrupt. They might go split screen. Roger, oh, dude, if that was to if that was to happen, Roger Goodell would personally find uh, Obama and uh, find some way of uh, suspending him for something. Well, let's get this podcast back on track a little yes, bit. Please, to, to please. football. Yeah, Speaking my wife of, just said I thought this was a Saints podcast. It is sort of. What's <laughs> goddamn wrestling? <laughs> we'll get to wrestling. Uh, so, I wasn't even listening to anything you guys were talking about. I was reading Twitter. That's God. half of our listeners anyway. That is. Uh, we we are we are the podcast voted. Uh, we we're the podcast voted number one by people who like to have background noise on while they're doing the dishes. Exactly. And <laughs> and people love us on Twitter. And I need to I need to get with Angry Hudat and because uh, he that's won- who I was reading on Twitter. Because he need he won the weekly. I'm gonna try to have a weekly trivia contest where you answer the trivia and then I call you and you get to rant for 90 seconds and we put it on the podcast. So I'll probably try to talk to him Tuesday when I do the another podcast with Andrew and we do roster breakdown. I'll hopefully have an, Angry Hoot that on. But he's kind of going off right now on Twitter about uh, people who I think I know who he's referring to, but people who seem to know everything about every player. Uh, so he's being very sarcastic. Well, right now. I'm excited because Wang, he christened me St. Ralph of Perpetual Doom. And I liked it so much. That you I, are. That is you. That's a, when, did he, when did he honor you with that? that he honored me with that with his post last week when he read oh, uh, me, me and Andrew's project, uh, Big, Rob Ryan's Big Chart of Fun, and how he said the Saints defense has a long, long way to go to be mediocre. He christened me St. Ralph of Perpetual Doom, and I loved it so much that I put it in my Twitter bio. <laughs> Well, it is brilliant. Uh, it, it is. is. I'm just like that's that's it sums me it sums me up. Uh, the only thing it needed Saint Ralph of Perpetual Doom who gets fuck you emails. That's and then it would have been perfect. Um, I uh, I you know that's like you you know you've made it when when Wang gives you a, a nickname. See, I knew I had made it when Wang mentioned me in a post, but also did a box of tampons with my picture. Imposed over the tampons, I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I I made it now. You, you should, that is, I didn't see that. That's definitely, that, uh, definitely that's, more more making it than getting a nickname. That's like about. That's old. That's like three or four years ago. I have it. I have it bookmarked though somewhere. Yeah, I bet you do. I do. I <laughs> wish. Uh, I wish Wang would give me a nickname, but I'm a little worried that it might not be a good nickname. Well, you just gotta embrace it. <laughs> it might be insulting or not one that I would want. <laughs> Um, of course, we're not mentioning the fourth preseason game because no one we, – we don't give a shit about the fourth preseason game. But, Dave, your boy Ryan Griffin from Tulane. Yeah, uh, boy. He's not going to – because Luke McCown's looked like about a thousand times better than I thought he would look. <laughs> yeah, he's looked great. So I don't feel wrong about my prediction of Ryan Griffin making the – being the backup because I just thought Luke McCown would suck. But I have to say, with all the teams having quarterback issues, I'm worried that if the Saints cut Ryan Griffin, if he plays good in the fourth preseason game, Dave, because he's going to play, oh, if yeah. he plays really good, I don't know if he's going to sneak through waivers and they'll be able to put him on the practice squad. I know that sounds insane, but I, it 
I don't know. Does the 49ers need a quarterback? Because maybe that's who uh, the Saints gave up for Paris Harrelson. Uh, no, I'm kidding. They probably gave up a draft pick. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely a good chance that he could get picked up on, on waivers by, uh, there's probably a few teams out there that could use a, a quarterback. I guess the Bills, they could definitely use uh, a quarterback. They traded for um, Liner, but once they see Liner do like three plays, they're going to be like, oh yeah, he's terrible. Well, but I mean, they drafted, yeah, they traded for Liner, but I mean, then they need somebody behind him. I mean, obviously they have somebody else. I guess on their roster, but anyway, the point being is, uh, yeah, is I Tyler agree. Palco not... available? Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> was he the one that got run over by the cart? No, that was no. Uh, McPherson. Oh, fuck! That what was, was his McPherson. name? McPherson. Yes, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, god. I hope that Ryan Griffin doesn't go the way of Palco and McPherson. God. It's I mean, tough because I don't, you know, I know they don't want to use. I don't know really, they. I know they want don't would rather not keep a roster spot for Griffin. Um, and and I know they would pre- preferably would like to put him on the practice squad, but uh, yeah, I don't. He, I, I would say chances are my guess would be like fifty fifty that he would make it or he wouldn't make it. Here's the thing though, I feel like he looks really good, and even though he'll be playing with all the four string guys, I think he could look. He's not. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be terrible. He's gonna be pretty good. He's gonna be pretty good on Thursday, I think. Well, I'm excited to find out. I'm going to, this is I'm going to I want to see it. This is why the NFL needs to expand its fucking act, active rosters to 60 guys so teams can actually fucking have adequate, you know, you know, spots for for shit like this. And then and and here's the thing. I already I wrote a post about this years ago. I already wrote a post about this years ago. Goodell can fucking get up in front of his fucking shield and smack the podium and talk about how he's fucking creating jobs because now that the league needs seven, every team needs seven extra active spots, it's going to end up having a trickle up effect (laughs) where the guys that would normally be on the practice squad now get to make the active squad. And now they got guys that would have been fucking cut and thrown in the scrap heap now get to be on the practice squad. I'm creating opportunity, boasts the ginger hammer. You are. Jesus Christ, I should be working in the fucking PR department there, man. This idea is gold, you prick. Speaking of of the preseason, we all agree that the the fourth preseason game is just flat-out theft that the NFL does. I mean (laughs) – That's why I'm watching it. So – but here's my my plan that I think the NFL could do – and the players would agree to it. You don't go to the 18-game schedule. You go to the 17-game regular season, three regular preseason games, and you go to two bye weeks. So everybody gets an extra week of football. So it's win-win all around. And with that extra game that a team plays, Goodell can either play games in London or he can play games in L.A. And teams don't lose a home game. Does, is that not a perfect plan? You asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you, Dave. Is that not per? Is that not perfect? Oh yeah, it's brilliant, fucking brilliant. Let's do it. You know, you yeah. get a, I mean, you get an extra week of football, and you don't also, as fans, you're you're not, you know, you're you're not paying for that. Um, 
Well, that's true though. You know what they'd probably do though? They'd probably Kevin. They'd probably instead of instead of instead of doing the dress rehearsal the third week, they'd probably do it the second week. So fans would still get fucked. I take it all back. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Yeah, they're gonna go, you know, they're gonna look, just go to two two preseason games. You know what's happening. Look, I'm hey, look, I still push, and I'm all for that. And look, I wrote. And here's something else fucking Kevin wrote about years ago. See, this is why I fucking stopped writing is because I already wrote shit. I've, I'm like fucking Dr. Manhattan. And there's going to be five of you nerds out there that are going to get that. And I thank yeah, you for it. Way I over see my what, head. Fuck, that's great. It doesn't matter. That's fine. I see the fucking shit that happens before it even fucking happens. And it ain't no thing to me but a chicken wing. <laughs> I, it, just is. it just is what it is. It's the past, the present, and the future all rolled into one for me. I fucking said... You fucking have you fucking have the 18 game schedule where you get nine home and away or if you want to go 17, you go 17 and in the odd game, the NFL gets to fucking grow its brand abroad and schedule a whole slew of games in fucking London, in Toronto, in fucking Mexico City, in Tokyo, uh, fucking Berlin. I don't know. And you can put multiple games there. That way, the odd. That way, all the, everybody gets an odd. Their odd number game is out of the fucking country, somewhere else, and the game gets to be boosted around the world. And Goodell gets a big chubby for it. Then Goodell gets to do his whole, you know, we're adding more roster spots. Another chubby because he's creating jobs. Everybody gets a big boner for that. Then and then George Will fucking writes in a writes a column about how Roger Goodell <laughs> should be president, and then every fucking body. Throws a fucking hissy fit, and meanwhile Gary Bettman cackles in delight that the pressure's taken off of him. Blah blah blah. There, I just, I just fucking predicted the future, America. <laughs> You're <did>. welcome. <sighs> You're fucking welcome. Uh, Dave, as we, uh, as yes. we've done, we've done yes. we're, we're done with the preseason and all of it. I'm in midseason form, rant wise. You are, and we gotta, we got to, you gotta, you gotta save some of that for for Atlanta Hate Week, my friend. Dude, yeah, yeah. dude, you, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, it. You remember how in Lord of the Rings when they fucking go into Mordor and they're like, oh, there's the big mountain, we gotta throw this fucking ring in. It's not like the mountain was. No, fucking I don't know sitting. that. Jesus mean. Christ, Dave. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm talking to Dave. I don't watch the movies Cariello. Uh, <laughs> I fell asleep in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, I did, too. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I right, did, too. It was in college. Oh, my God. I made Sorry. it like 15 Fine. fucking minutes. Fine. So the same five nerds that got my Dr. Manhattan reference are going to get this fucking reference. <laughs> it's not like fucking Mount Doom. It was sitting in the middle of a fucking meadow. No, it was sitting in a fucking... It was sitting in a fucking wasteland where it was nothing but ash and rock and all that kind of shit. That's where we are now. When Atlanta Hate Week comes, then we're actually walking up to the volcano to toss the ring in. Trust me, I will be hot and ready to go and fired up for Atlanta Hate Week, so you don't have to worry about me. That's the long story short. Do you guys realize the next time we get together for this podcast, we will be looking toward – it will be the start of the regular season? It will be. It will be, and and uh, we'll be looking toward the Falcons game. Yeah, I might have to have a uh, Dave Chodon from Falcoholics. Oh yeah, so, get his be- ass on here. Because I wanna, I wanna break 3K for a podcast. He could probably uh, see if he can call in on Skype. I bet he could. I would like to be on with him too. You do, would be. You, you people, yeah. you two have like a love hate relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah. So <laughs> no, no, no hate. I love Dave. There's no hate there. That sounded great. That no. sounded great. Well, you two have a love hate relationship. Yeah. No, there's there's no hate. I love Dave, and anytime she, I ever, I mean, I always just like to screw with him. And actually, there's a uh, the whole Paris Harrelson trade sort of drowned it out, but I'll bring it back up. But there is a post. Um, from the Falcoholic, not written by Dave, but written by Adam Schultz, and it's all about the Falcon Saints rivalry. And uh, I thought it was good. It's pretty well written. You guys should definitely check that. Well, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, the guy in Grantland, Rembrandt Brown, he wrote the he wrote the he wrote a thing about how great the Saints Atlanta the Atlanta Saints rivalry was last year, and I badgered him him on Twitter till he blocked me. He's the only person that's ever blocked me. Uh, is he wrote the history, and he acted like there's there was no history between the Saints and Atlanta before five minutes ago. And that just annoys the fuck out of me when people don't know the history of the teams that they supposedly right. like. You know, the Saints right. and Atlanta, my God, they th- – the fact of the matter is Atlanta, when, the Sa- when they play the Saints the opening week, bad things fucking happen for the Saints. 1986 <laughs> – 1979, 1970, when Atlanta dropped 60 on the Saints to open a season. I think. I mean, you gotta. If you're gonna write a column about the history, at least know it. But um, Dave, before we get out of here, yeah, we've had training camp. So what has transpired in training camp that has surprised you as far as the Saints are concerned? What has something that's happened? That surprised you, like a player that's been good or better. Oh, Glenn or... Foster, dude. Glenn Foster, for sure. Um, who the hell is that guy? And uh, where did he come from? I, I think, you know, as far as surprises, I think he's definitely possibly the surprise of of the entire tra- training camp slash preseason. I think he's got, what, four sacks and yeah. three games or something like that. And, I mean, he's been playing um, early in the games. It's not like this is like, you know, late in the fourth quarter stuff here. Or maybe the first game was, and then he earned his way up uh, to the first and second team. But, um, you know, Glenn Foster for sure, or uh, Ryan Griffin could be one. We'll see. Uh, Kyrie Robinson is another one. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look- yeah, I mean, if you want me to let you guys name some, that's fine. But I could go through the whole Kevin, list. Kevin, what's your biggest surprise? I mean, I was I was going to say Kyrie Robinson, just yeah. because again, yeah, the Saints always find running backs out the scratch. It's true, yeah, it's true. I, yeah, but, it's but, true. but 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 again, it, here's the deal. We were also all oh, great. We could we fucking traded. Uh, we traded Ivory. Now we got room for. Now we got room for everybody. And, 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 and of course there are people still bitching about, well, we got to fucking get rid of Mark Ingram and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, now we got fucking uh, room. I can't it's disagree like, more with that. Which uh, I, I, think not, that I think that's fucking crazy talk. I'm not, hey, that's, I'm not saying it. I'm not right. saying it now. Uh-huh. I'm let the man, you know, guy, I'm just guys putting it out more, there for everybody. I get, want everybody to know where I stand. That, that Ingram must go shit is crazy talk. Dave, well, Dave Cariello draws a line in the sand and it's like, look, he's going to get more opportunities now. Pressure's now on him. But again, it was. Okay, now it's Pierre, it's Ingram, it's Sproles, and now we got Cadet as the solid fourth guy. Boom, we're locked up at running back, and then all of a sudden, this fucking guy shows up out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, you thought he was the fourth guy? Wrong. I'm going to be the fucking fourth guy. And by the way, way, to all you motherfuckers out there who are like, oh my god, they can't trade Ivory, they can't trade Ivory, what's Mickey Loomis doing? Uh, Mickey Loomis is smarter than you. He traded high... 
on Chris Ivory. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is Milo what you need to do. Milo's still high, man. Yeah. And who knows? Look, the Saints. Uh, oh no, they traded that away. Forget it. I was gonna say something, but. Yeah. I mean, oh, they. Uh, you mean that extra pick they got? Yeah, I mean they traded, but no, they. No, 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 they because they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm gonna say my biggest surprise is, and I, I like the pick when they pick Kenny Stills, but that dude, he's gonna be the Saints version of Deshaun Jackson, I think. He's going to be as long a, as he doesn't turn out to be a complete fucking asshole who holds the ball out and spikes no. before he hits the fucking end no. zone. Warp. No, I think, and this <laughs> is my reason. That. This may sound this may sound horrible, Kevin. I think you'll probably want to reach through the internet and punch me in the face. But th- one of the reasons I think he's going to be really good is because he's Chris Berman's wet dream for highlights. Because Kenny Stills, he can just do Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young references for days. Yeah, somebody was lamenting that on uh, on, lamenting on, that on Twitter. I think it was yeah, Brad. somebody was lamenting that on Twitter, and I said, well, can't the Saints just sign Usama Young then for for the sake of continuity with the joke? Um, but I think that's the well, that's like one of my main reasons why I think he's gonna go for like I think he's gonna go for like 805 touchdowns, like 800 yards and like five scores, and like long. He's gonna be he's gonna be like Devery Henderson, but like a little bit better. Like lo- there's gonna be long ESPN highlight type touchdowns and catches Got 800 yards for a guy that is potentially i mean fuck i'm looking at the saints i'm looking at the, the depth chart on the saints website and they got him listed as fifth or sixth yeah but joe morgan caught 10 balls and he had like 200 yards he was averaging okay, like yeah but but you just said 800 there's a 600 yard gap so he, there, can catch, he, he catch 30 what's 30 times 20 600 all right, six six hundred yards and six touchdowns. Six hundred yards and you're predicting six hundred yards and six touchdowns for Kenny Stills. Yes, that's what I'm predicting. Okay, that is what I'm predicting. So all right, so down. we got some of the books for this. We got yeah. So on that note, Andrew skipped out on us because he had a mock draft. I mean, not a mock draft, a, a fantasy said, draft. If he misses for a mock draft, that's a little ridiculous. No, that would be ridiculous. Oh, oh it, boy, I'd reach the phone and choke him. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. No, he uh, he had a he had a fantasy draft to do. I still um, think you could do this show and be in a fantasy draft. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like they make it so easy. Now. You don't even have to do research. Don't give me any ideas, fellas. I may do that next year. You may. I, <laughs> hey, I, shit, I may, be, I may be doing that Monday. So, um, so anyway, for the MIA, Andrew Juge, for Dave Cariello, for Kevin Held, I'm Ralph Marlboro. See you next week when the games count and football is here. God, Iron Claw. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.